Welcome to Leviton Contractor Connect. The content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. The opinions expressed by the guests do not necessarily represent the views or opinion of Leviton. Leviton does not make any representations or warranties with respect to the accuracy or applicability of the information. Hi, welcome to Leviton's Contractor Connect podcast series. My name is Tom Degden. I am the Contractor Channel Manager at Leviton Manufacturing. It's my pleasure to welcome Vince Lonegro to the podcast, and we're here to talk about addressing legal challenges for contractors. We will cover much ground in short time, but our initial focus will be on two main areas of interest for contractors, when and how to place a lien, and strategies on limiting liability. Today, we focus on liens, and later, look for part two, where we will focus on liabilities and other legal concerns for contractors. But before we begin, I want to add a legal disclaimer of our own. The discussion and information provided in this podcast are for informational purposes and not for the purpose of providing legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. This is part one of a two-part podcast. Also look for and download part two. Vince is Associate General Counsel at Leviton Manufacturing, where he has represented Leviton on many legal issues and cases over the past 16 years. Prior to that, Vince represented Leviton with an outside law firm for seven years. Vince's primary responsibilities include defending the company against product liability claims and lawsuits, employment-slash-labor claims, and commercial disputes, contract review, corporate governance, compliance, and more. Prior to Leviton, Vince worked for Owens Corporation, and Vince is a graduate of Fordham Law School. So welcome, Vince. Thanks for having me, Tom. Let's get right into it and start with liens. When I interact with contractors, I find they are focused on their core competency, which is electrical installations, but not so much on collections. Once in a while, even to the point where a customer takes advantage and either won't pay or slow to pay for services rendered, and even materials delivered and installed on the site. Vince, are liens a viable solution? Yes, they are, Tom. And, and I'd like to start by s- stating the obvious. We are in a situation right now where the economy is very fragile, and protecting your assets is crucial. Using mechanics liens is not only the uh, best option, but sometimes, frankly, the only option. What is a mechanics lien and how slash where does a contractor file one? A mechanics lien is a security interest in title to property um, that is is for the benefit of a party who supplies labor or materials um, that improve that piece of property. When I think of a mechanics lien, I think of a car or piece of equipment. In these cases, the mechanic simply holds the car until payment is received. What leverage does a contractor have? I mean... What are they placing a lien against? It's interesting that you uh, think of a mechanics lien in that way because, but most people don't know that mechanics liens were first conceived by Thomas Jefferson. That's how far Whoa, back, way back they then. go. <laughs> yep. And the reason they're called mechanics liens has nothing to do with uh, automobiles because they didn't exist. <laughs> but because, believe it or not, construction workers at that time were called mechanics. The contractor is by use of mechanics lien, placing a lien on the property. And it's usually a house, or it could be a commercial structure, uh, any piece of real property that was improved by the work performed by him or her. Construction is different than my automotive scenario in another big way, and uh, that is that 
uh, construction, there are more players involved. Uh, an electrical contractor may be working for a general contractor or even a subcontractor. If anyone along this chain fails to pay for services rendered anywhere along the way, how does a contractor know where to start? Well, to begin with, the party against whom you have a claim as a contractor is, is the party that you contracted with to do the work. That could be the general contractor that hired you. It could be the homeowner. It could be another sub- subcontractor. So if you were forced to try to collect your fees outside of use of a mechanics lien, for instance, if you file the lawsuit, you would file the lawsuit against the party that hired you. Mm-hmm. The beauty of a mechanics lien is that you're filing against the property, and it's a secured interest. So the property owner cannot dispose of that property without addressing the mechanics lien and clearing it up. That often will motivate the party, if it's not the homeowner, to pay you. And even if it's the homeowner, quite frankly, if they ever want to sell or, or um, you know, get an additional mortgage on their house, they're going to have to clear up title. And they're going to have to clear up that lien. Hmm, I, just thinking about that, I would think that... Uh you would want to place it before the homeowner pays the GC, right? Does he have more skin in the game with that? Where you can, yes. If if um, if you can file it, if you sense that the general contractor, if that's the person that contracted with you, is not going to pay, if they're showing signs of um, financial distress or perhaps are claiming that they're not satisfied with the work or whatever excuse they're using to not pay, if you can get that filed before they're paid by the homeowner, it gives you a better chance of collecting. How long does a lien stay in effect? Um, like most things here with our legal system, it depends on a jurisdiction. And lien law is state by state. So since we're in New York, um, it stays in effect for one year, but it can be renewed over and over again. What does it typically cost to place a lien? Um, again, it varies uh, across the country. Believe it or not, the range is from five to three hundred and forty-five dollars. Here, as we sit today in Suffolk County, the fee is two hundred and fifteen dollars. And you mentioned state to state. Uh, does the process vary greatly from state to state? I wouldn't say greatly. It's it's definitely similar, in the sense that you're uh, the process is similar, but the fees, the form, and the location um, will of course differ. And I mentioned, I asked you about timing just a minute ago. Is there a statute of limitations? Is there, perhaps they waited too long? Is there anything, any concern for that? Or There is. Um, and again, it varies by location. In New York, um, the statute of limitations is four months for a single family residence, eight months for any other type of property. That's not very long, really. It's not very long. Because they can lead you al- along for, you know, they're, they're experts at that sometimes, people who don't want to pay. Exactly. And that's why it makes sense to act quickly. But bear in mind that if you miss the deadline, you can always still file a lawsuit to try to recover your money. It's just much more complicated and time-consuming. Good point. Good point. When placing a lien, is there any consideration or notification due to the person you were placing the lien on? What, what, in that yes. regard of the process? What, so what a mechanics lien, um, any type of lien, is a it's a legal document, essentially, right? So there's requirements with respect to how you must deliver that document to the parties that it needs to be served upon. In New York, you can serve it via certified mail within 30 days of filing it, and that's considered sufficient service. Personally delivering or, say, handing it to you is also good service, but it varies on state 
by by state. And also, you have to keep in mind that service of any legal document, including a lien on a corporation, is always going to have different requirements than serving it on an individual person. And perhaps you wouldn't hand it to them. You have to have pay somebody, right? Otherwise, they could say they never got it or anything. Yes. Well, even more importantly, um, the law prohibits the party who's asserting the claim from actually serving uh-huh. the other party. So you can use a process server, your friend, anyone you trust. Very good. So other than uh, the primary objective of getting paid, are there any other benefits on uh, placing a lien? Besides keeping your local lawyers busy? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there are. The, 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 primary, the, the primary benefit, in my opinion, is that property owner cannot transfer title um, that And also, they can't refinance, they can't take an additional mortgage while the lien is on the file. A title search will pick up the lien, and they'll have to clear it up at that time. Very good. All, all good advice, Vince. But sounds challenging at times. Uh, when should a contractor seek out legal uh, advice? Uh, is there a dollar amount or a warning sign to trigger, hey, is this, this job's getting big, this guy hasn't paid me? I should really think about placing a lien or, or seeking out legal help. You know, it's it's it may be preferable, but it's really not necessary to seek legal assistance for filing a lien. The process really is simple, and if you do it once um, or twice, you'll see how how easy it is. My only recommendation would be if you're dealing with a significant amount of money, um, then you might want to to get a, get a law firm involved, just because you you, you want to sort of have that backing and that that pressure, the added pressure that it might add. But for smaller jobs, um, I don't think it's it requires legal uh, assistance. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Vince, any last words of advice or thoughts for our audience? Yes. I'll, I'll sort of close with the way I began, which is to state that the economy is in a very fragile state right now. Interest rates continue to rise. We're seeing banks fail. Um, this is not going to change in the near future. So what we're going to see and continue to see is um, individuals and companies that are in financial distress. So what that means is it's really important to protect your financial assets and interests, even more so than it would have been, say, two years ago. Hmm. Good, good point. Any resources that you want to share with the audience for getting more insight into this topic, anywhere they can go to learn more? Sure. There's a website I personally like. It's called levelset.com, L-E-V-E-L-S-E-T dot C-O-M. Very good. So this concludes today's podcast and part one of our conversation with Vince Lodegro on placing liens. Remember, check for part two of our conversation with Vince, where we cover limiting liabilities and other contractor-facing legal issues. Vince, I'd like to thank you for joining us. Thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And thanks to our audience for logging in. Our podcasts are structured as a quick listen for our audience. We invite you to look for and listen to our other podcasts archived at leviton.com slash contractor connect podcast. Goodbye for now.